0: Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We've been in a series called The Names of God, and today I want to talk to you about a name you may have never heard of. Maybe you have. Uh, it's a it's a long one today, but it's Jehovah Mekadishkim. Mekadishkim. Say that 10 times fast and let's see how it works. Mekadishkim. Okay, that's it. Jehovah Mekadishkim. And this means the Lord who sanctifies. The Lord who sanctifies. Uh, all throughout this, this series, I've been saying, you know, all throughout the Bible, God's given different names. And me and you and you, us together, we can oftentimes have uh, nicknames. Your Your name may be, uh, Jimmy and your nickname may be Jim, you know. But whatever your whatever your name is, we can oftentimes get nicknames. But nicknames don't necessarily represent who you are. It's just a nickname. These names of God that are in the Bible are not nicknames. These are names of God. They represent who He is. It's who He is. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He is Jehovah Ra. He is our shepherd. He is. He. he this is who He is. This is Jehovah Mekadeshkom. He is the Lord who sanctifies he is a God who sanctifies us now you're like what in the world does that mean I don't even know what sanctifies mean if you don't totally fine we're going to explain that today uh, really where the text of where we see this in the scripture is in Le- Leviticus chapter 20 yep we're teaching out of Leviticus today come on somebody you know but not very often you go to church and you hear about Leviticus you know what I'm saying you can hear about Genesis Exodus skip Leviticus go to Deuteronomy you know what I'm saying It says this, it says, sanctify yourselves. This is God talking to the Israelites. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. To keep my decrees and do them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And in the, in the Hebrew, I mean, excuse me, yes, in the Hebrew and in, in text, it actually says, I am Jehovah Mekadishim right here. Okay, so obviously us Americans, we're like, we wouldn't know what that means. And so the American Bibles, they change it and it lets us know what it means. It says, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. God's talking to the Israelites here, and he says, listen, I want you to go. I want you to sanctify yourselves. And he says, and I want you to keep my decree. He said, I want you to do them. I don't just keep them, but I want you to do them. And then he goes, go, "Go, keep going. He says, and I want you to go back to verse 8 for me. He says, and then he says, I want you to know I am the Lord who sanctifies you. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And so here's what we know about This text. This is after the Israelites had left Egypt. This is after the Israelites had been uh, gone through the Red Sea. This is after all of that. So this shows us God is talking about sanctification again. And sanctification is not salvation. Salvation was in the Old Testament the representation of the Israelites leaving Egypt. Egypt was a picture of the world and the things of the world. They left Egypt. It was a picture of salvation. They were freed from being enslaved as we are now freed from sin. And then they get to a place where... And this is where God says, okay, uh, you've been freed. But now I want you to know, I want you to keep my decrees. And I want you to know, go and sanctify yourself. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So what does this show us? This shows us that, that sanctification is not salvation. Salvation and redemption is something completely different than sanctification, okay? We're using big church words, you know what I'm saying? Praise God. Let me explain it to you, okay? So salvation and red- redemption is the grace of God, the undeserved, unmerited grace of God, of where now we can be forgiven because God loves us and forgives us of our sins. That's the grace, it's nothing we do to earn it. Sanctification is also God-given. It's a gift from God. But then also we participate in the sanctification process okay sanctification means it's really two things it kind of one thing and two things it means to be to be set apart as holy to be set apart as holy okay so this is why it says in verse seven if you want to go back to verse seven for me very quickly it says sanctify yourselves therefore and be holy see holiness in today's culture is not really something that's very popular Holiness is not something we talk about very often in most churches in America. In fact, holiness is kind of pushed to the side, and we talk about other things, like we talk about the knowledge of God and understanding, and we talk about the grace of God and receiving, when really this is the case. Really, the understanding and the knowledge of God is supposed to drive us to sanctification, it's supposed to drive us to want a desire to live a holy life. It, it, the, the grace of God, the, the redemption, the, for the freedom of God, the, the undeserved, unmerited grace of God is supposed to drive us to sanctification. It drives us to want a desire to live a life of holiness. Holiness oftentimes is pushed aside when that is not the case of why knowledge or Grace was exists. Knowledge and grace both both exist to help us continue to be more like Christ, live a life of holiness. In today's world, and our 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 little men's Bible group that we meet with on Thursday mornings, and if you're a man in the room and you want to meet with us, we'd love for you to join us on Thursday mornings. And we've been breaking down, going through Galatians. And you know, I I was telling them this weekend, this Thursday, I was saying, you know, there's this term I use, and it's called greasy grace. It's called greasy grace, okay? And you're like, what in the world does that mean? And a lot of times, oftentimes as Christians and even as church culture, we can be so overextended about grace that we can almost be like, we'll just live how we want. We almost are like, oh, it's just whatever it feels. Oh, well, it's covered in the grace oh well it's just oh you know what yeah you know I'm struggling with some things but God's got grace for me oh thanks so goodness for the grace because you know what now I can go out in the club and I can I can do a little something yeah but but there's grace Now, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Yes, that's true. There is grace. But Paul even says it. Just because there's grace, does that mean now I just go and sin whenever I want? No, of course not. What it is is I understand the grace. And so now I desire to live a life away from sin and a life of holiness and set apart from the things of this world. See, grace should drive us to desire to live a life set apart for him. It should not be because we have grace now. We desire to live however we want because we know it's covered in the grace. I do what I want. Ah. That's greasy grace. Or we have the other concept of where we, 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 as church culture, we want to know so much. We want to know about God so much. We want to have so much knowledge. We want to make sure everything, we want our minds so filled that we go to church or we read the Bible. And we just want to be filled with the word. And that's great. Being filled with the word is awesome. But if it doesn't drive us to live a life of sanctification, we're reading the word wrong. Knowledge or grace without sanctification is being done wrong. I thought God, I thought Jesus was enough. I thought the grace of a God was enough. It it is. To receive salvation, it is enough. But because of salvation, then there's this overflow of my salvation that says this: I desire to live a life of holiness. And this is what we're talking about today. We say sanctify yourselves. And I want to talk about this. I want to talk about living a life set apart and living a life of holiness. Because again, in our culture, in our society, oftentimes this is not talked about. And this is important in our Christian faith. It's not just go to church. It's not just read your Bible on Tuesday mornings or Sunday mornings or Wednesday mornings. It's this lifestyle saying, God, I want to continue to constantly be set apart for the things of you and away from the things of this world. So what does that look like? I'm glad you asked. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10, it says, and by, that will, and by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. My first thought today about sanctification is this, and that is sanctification takes participation. Sanctification takes participation. I don't know if you've ever been, you maybe those that have children or maybe you as a kid, you know, you're, you're practicing or you're doing something for a, for a tracking field or you're doing something for a sport and you're just doing such a good job. You're trying your very hardest and you don't win. And then you get to the place where they just give you a participation ribbon. You know what I'm talking about? Like it, it's not a blue, I used to do track and field. It's not a blue ribbon. It's not a red ribbon. It's not a gold ribbon. It's a green ribbon. It's like you participated. Yay. I'm not hating on that. For those of you who believe in participation ribbons, praise God for participation ribbons. But here's what it is. When we're talking about sanctification takes participation, that's not what we're talking about. I'm not talking about everybody gets a green ribbon. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is this. The sanctification takes God. It says it right here. We've been sanctified through the body of Jesus Christ. We first know we cannot be holy on our own. Holiness does not come from us. So if we just try to be holy and try to live righteous and try to live righteous and try to be holy and try to be holy and try, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna strive and strive and strive and strive and we're gonna continue to fail. It starts with Jesus. And then from there what happens, there's this participation. Then from there what happens, the Bible says in Galatians, if you wanna go to Galatians with me, Galatians chapter five and verse 16, it says, so I say, walk by the spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Walk by the Spirit. It doesn't say walk with the Spirit. It says walk by the Spirit. Okay, so there's this participation with sanctification. We understand Jesus is the one that gives us the grace to be able to understand that we have sanctification in him. Then we walk by the Spirit, meaning this. Now, the Spirit helps me live a life set apart and holy. See, this is why the enemy tries to get us to not uh, pay attention to the Holy Spirit, to just kind of ignore the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that's God on earth that's helping us live more like Christ on this earth. Okay, so there's participation. There's Jesus, there's the Holy Spirit, but then there's also not just Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I want to show it to you In, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace and holiness. So there's this participation. I understand Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are, are helping me. But then it says this, pursue peace and holiness. There's this pursuit that now I as well participate in. See, the, here's what happens. If we, just, if we just sit and pray to God and we ask the Holy Spirit, God, sanctify me. Remove these things from me. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. And then we, we just stop and we just leave it at that, then nothing will ever change. Well, don't you believe in the power of prayer? Yeah, I believe in the power of prayer. But see, sanctification is not just a prayer. It's a participation. It's a now I have to step out and I have to say, okay, I need to start to make room for God in this area and I have to begin to start separating myself from the things of my past and of this world. See, when we say separation from the world, we're not talking about getting outside the world. If you don't know, you can't really get away from the world. The world is the world and we live in the world. But here's what happens. So we're not talking about isolation, This is what's happened in cultures and different denominations and things where we get to the place of where if we isolate ourselves from the world, then we're set apart as holy. That's not true. How do I know that's not true? Here's how I know that's not true. Any one of us in this room or watching online, any one of us, if we put ourselves on an island all by ourselves, we would still find ways to sin. Why? Because we're all a bunch of perverts. You're like, oh, the pastor can't say that. Well, I just did, okay? (laughs) Sorry. Because all of us are wretched sinners and ourselves. And so here's what it is. We're not, it's not, when we say separation, we talk about sanctification. It's not isolation. It's not saying get away from everybody in this world and don't put on the music and don't watch the TV. all. Now some of those things you need to do, but it's not just separating yourself, isolating yourself and saying, okay, now I'm just going to sit in my room in my corner. I'm just going to pray all day. Oh, please, Jesus. Oh, please, Jesus. No, no, that's not what it is. Separation from the world is this. It's this continually thought process of understanding. I desire to live a life of holiness, and so here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to just say I'm going to isolate myself. No, I'm going to say, what in my life has kept me from being more Christ-like? I'm going to separate myself from that. It's just to be holy. Holiness oftentimes, hear me, holiness oftentimes in our minds it, it is thought of as heaviness. Holiness was never supposed to be heavy. It's not supposed to be the, I gotta live holy for God. I gotta try real hard. Okay, God, I messed up again. I gotta try again. It's not supposed to be this heaviness. Here's what it is. And again, it shows when we think that way, it shows the immaturity of our lives because here's what it is. When you have a child, they, they live a life of where they, they, have, they have to honor you and obey you and do the things you want, they wanna do. They have to behave and do, obey the rules that you have for them. Oftentimes we think that's the same way with God, with holiness. It's that we have to behave. We have to do these things. No, it's not at all. It's our un- this is what sep- uh, sanctification is. It's I understand the grace of God in my life. I understand the overwhelming, undeserved grace of God for my life. So it's not I have to behave. It's that I desire to be transformed. Yeah. See, sanctification is not behavior modification. Sanctification is transformation it's from the inside out I desire to be changed in the inside and then my actions outwardly begin to change But when we get to the place of where, hear me, we get to the place of where we think it's it's, this, this, I have to change, I have to behave. Now it becomes rules and regulations. Now it becomes religion. Now it becomes works. Now I'm doing this to be holy. No, I'm not doing this to be holy. I'm doing these things because I desire to show God that I desire to be transformed from the inside out. Does that make sense? And here's what it is. Sanctification is an overflow. Of our salvation if we're truly saved the heart desire is not I want to stay in the world no the heart desire is I desire to be free from the things of this world yeah, is this all right yeah. if it's not it's the Bible I'm sorry <laughs> here's the question we have to ask ourselves as we're talking about Jehovah Mekadishim it's this thought right here what in my life it's keeping me, because everybody in this room, we, and online, we all have it. What in my life is keeping me from being more Christ-like? If it's a relationship, you know what that means? I need to separate myself from that relationship. If it's a certain group of friends, I need to, I, I need to separate myself. If it's a certain, if it's, a, maybe it's an anger thing in my life, I need to separate things in my heart to get me to the place of where I'm not getting say, whatever it is in your life, if it's your phone, you need to separate yourself from the things in your life that are causing. What is it in your life? Because here's what I know. Holiness is not meant to be heaviness. It's meant to be this concept of understanding. I'm not behaving. I'm transforming into the likeness of Christ. And that is the goal. Hear me. That is the goal of sanctification. The goal of sanctification is, is Christ likeness. The goal, the goal of sanctification is not being better than someone else. It's not looking better than someone else. It's not being clean and looking good and feeling good about myself and I can go to church and I can pray and I feel good because I haven't sinned. No, sanctification, the goal of sanctification is one thing only, and that's Christ-likeness. Make sense? Sanctification. It's participation. It's, it's, it's God the Father. It's the it's Jesus the Son. It's the Holy Spirit. And then it's also understanding that it's, It's me as well. God made us free with his redemption power, but now we, with the Holy Spirit's help, keep us free. Romans chapter six, verse 22, it says, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. Sanctification takes participation, but also sanctification is a process. Sanctification is a process. Sanctification, I love it right here. It says the fruit leads you to sanctification. And then that, it ending in that, it is eternal life. There's this process, of, um, there's salvation, but then there's this process of sanctification and the end process of sanctification is eternal life. What does that show us? It shows us this thought right here and we have to understand this. Sanctification is a lifelong process. We never are, are, are. We never are Christ. You and I will never be Christ. And so here's what it is. So that means we are continuing our desires to continue to be like Christ. And so there's this continual lifetime process of every day. I want God to continue to sanctify me and being into becoming more like Him. Does that make sense? It's a process, because sometimes we can think it's just one and done. I pray, and now I'm sanctified. Now I'm just staying clean. No, it's just like when you, in your own life physically, like every day, at least hopefully every day, unless you're in college, we're praying for you. Every day, you should take a shower. (laughs) Every day, we clean ourselves naturally. Why? Because we're just getting the grumminess of life off. It's the same thing spiritually. Sanctification is an everyday process. Why? Because we're just getting some of the world off of our life every day. Some of the things in the past off of our life every day. I love it because the Israelites were already freed from Egypt. And yet, even though they were not not in Egypt, there was still a little bit of Egypt in them. Y'all ever been, like I'm from New Orleans. You ever heard the term like, you can take the boy out of New Orleans, but you can't take New Orleans out the boy? I can't, I immediately, I start talking to my friends in New Orleans and I start talk, talking like this. That's how we talk down there in New Orleans. We talk like that. We're going to go down there to the chapel. We're going to get married. That's how we talk. We just, that's just what it is. I can talk to you all day like this. It does not the way it is. Well, what are you talking about? How are you trying to, how, how, what is that? Here's what it is. It's just because I've removed myself from that city. Doesn't mean there's some, doesn't mean some of the city still doesn't influence me. It's the same thing spiritually. Sanctification is this thought process of just because I've left sin doesn't mean that sin doesn't still try to influence me and my past try to influence me. And so here's what it is. I want to every day understand the process of I'm continually being cleaned from the things of the past in my life, from the sin of this world. Does that make sense? Sanctification is so important that we would understand it's a process. And what is that process? The process is a continual separation. It's a continual being set apart. It's a continual being set apart. And it, as we continue every day, I love it. I love the concept of the thought process of set apart. Because if we're every day setting apart one, one step further, one step further, one step further, here's what's going to happen. We're going to look back a year, five years, ten years, things that we thought we could never get rid of. We're going to look back of and we're going to be freed from. Why? Because we had this great ex- extreme experience? No, it's because we just continue to allow God to sanctify us and we turned around. And God has freed us from those situations in our lives. It's a continual walking process of sanctification. And here's what I, I, this is what I wrote down. I love this. We can't. Some things you can't just pray away. Some things you got to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just pray. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to step on some toes. Oh, Jesus, help me. We can't just pray, God, free me from things and lust in my life and these things. And then we, what we do is we pray it, we pray it, we pray it, and then we go get on TikTok. On. And then we go get on Snapchat and we go get on whatever else there is out there, because I don't even know nowadays. I'm one of those old guys, I guess. We go get on the different platforms, and we see all these things, and then we struggle, and we say, God, why is it that I can't get free from this? It's because you're praying, that's good. But he can't stop at praying. you got to now step and start walking away from it. If it's TikTok that's bothering you, shut TikTok down. Everybody has TikTok. yeah that's great. That's everybody in the world. We're not trying to be like the world. We're trying to be like Christ. Christ ain't got TikTok. (laughs) Could you imagine? Could you imagine Christ nowadays? Like if he had TikTok and he puts his TikTok, I'm not making fun of TikTok. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not. Like, could you imagine he gets in front of him and he's like, Pray, Saints, pray, Saints, pray, Saints. And I'm not making fun of people that use TikTok. You can use TikTok. And I believe tech, TikTok and every other platform can be a platform to glorify God. But if it's something that's causing you to struggle, It's time to separate ourselves from it. We can't just pray and expect God to remove things if we're not willing to work ourselves. It's a process that you and I must say, okay, I gotta grow up a little bit spiritually and I gotta say, okay, this is what it is. It's this situation right here. Okay, I'm taking a step today away from it. Okay, I'm taking a step tomorrow away from it. Then what I'm gonna do is a year from now, three months from now, six months from now, two years from now, I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna say, my God, how did I get free from that? It's because God continues to sanctify us as we continue to separate ourselves from it Amen. is this all right is this all right if it's not it's the bible i'm sorry i'm just so sorry it's i'm i'm so sorry here's what it is it's this process of, of saying we have to be praying and saying god what is it what is it in my life it could be worry there are people in this room watching online they're just worry warts and all we do is worry and all we do is worry and all we do is we're worried about uh, what's happened in the future, we're worried about our kids and we're worried about our spot. we're worried, worried. worried. And it could, that could be keeping you from being Christ-like. Christ said, don't worry. So it doesn't have to be lust. It could be something as as simple and simplistic as what. What is it in our lives that are keeping us from being Christ-like? And so this is what it is. I want to pray that, and as God reveals that, as the Holy Spirit reveals that to my heart, now it's on me to say, okay, this is a process that I have to begin to walk out in my life. What is it in your life that's keeping you from being Christ-like? Because I know this. None of us are christ and so if, that means, if that's the case, that means there are things in our lives that, are, that are, God wants to continue to sanctify in us so that we can continue to be more like him. John chapter 15 and verse 18, it says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world and if you would love, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. You know, this scripture, this text right here shows us that I really do believe one of the greatest deceptions the enemy has planted in Christians' hearts is that the world's supposed to accept me. The world's supposed to love me. The world's supposed to like me. And here's what happens when we're concerned about it being accepted by the world we'll never be able to live outside of living the way God wants us to live, uh, uh, sanctifying ourselves from separating ourselves from the world. If you desire the things of the world, you'll never truly live, I believe, we'll never truly live the way God is wanting us to live and walking in the way that he desires for us to live. And so here's what it is. The concept of the world supposed to accept me, the world's supposed to love me, Jesus comes at it right here, and he just smacks it in the face. He says, listen, the world's going to hate you. The world's not going to like you. The world's not always going to agree with you. Why? Because they don't agree with me. They don't like me. They don't love me. The Bible says that all throughout the scripture, you can read it. were, I mean, the whole mob of people were yelling, crucify him, crucify him. What does this show us? It shows us this, and I just want to talk to you. I'm talking about sanctification, being a process, and separating ourselves, separating ourselves from things of the world, okay? Here's what it is. We can't get upset. We cannot get upset if someone doesn't accept us. We can't get upset, hear me, we can't get upset if someone doesn't invite us. We can't get upset if we're not included. You know the The, the, the whole theme of the, the universe right now is is you know inclusion, 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 inclusion. And yes, as a church, as a body, we are we are includers because Christ includes. But the world does not. And so when we get into the things of this world, you may not get invited on the weekend like everybody else does. You may not get part as a be to be a part of the conversation like everybody else does. You may not be as, as as popular as everybody else was. That's okay. Why? The Bible says, Jesus literally said it, if you're a part of me, the world is going to hate you. And so our expectations on what we expect the world to do for us has to change. Because if it doesn't, we'll never be able to walk out in sanctification the way that we desire to and the way God desires for us to. Why? Because we're always concerned about what they're doing and what they're thinking. We'll always hurt because we didn't get invited when we should have been invited. Listen, we shouldn't want to get invited. We shouldn't want to get invited into the things that the world is doing. Why? Because our heart is to be different. Not not be better, be different. We're not better than, this sanctification does not mean that we're better than the world. That is not it. We're saying separate ourselves from the world. It does not mean that now we're better than someone that's not a Christian. That is not the heart of sanctification. The heart of sanctification is not better than, it's I'm different than. So now something in my heart changes. I don't need the world's approval. I don't need to be invited on a Friday night. I'm okay with being home and being by myself for those who are in college, being by myself. I don't need to be included in all these things. I don't need somebody to like me at my job. Why? Because I understand I'm different than the world, and so I'm separating myself from that, and I'm doing and living the way God is wanting me to live. Why? Because I desire to be Christ-like. It's so important. We oftentimes are so concerned with what the world thinks that we never even take a moment and think, what does God think? We're oftentimes so concerned about what people think in our job, in our workplace, or in our neighborhoods that we never stop and think, okay, what does God think about this? Because here's what it is, hear me, hear me. The sanctification process is a a process of continually being set apart for him. If we're set apart, that means that we're not gonna always be included. We're not gonna always be, be invited. And it's totally fine. I believe that God is wanting us to live out according to his purpose. Read this in Luke chapter six, verse 27. It says, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. This is Jesus talking here and so here, here, this is interesting, hear me. He says, the world's gonna hate you. If you call yourself a believer, he says, understand, I've chosen you. He says, if, you follow, if you're a follower of Christ, the world's gonna hate you. Why? Because they hate me. But then he doesn't just stop there. He goes into another conversation. He says, I want you to know, I want you to, I want you to bless those who curse you. I want you to pray for those who hurt you. I want you to do good to those who hate you. So here's what he is. He's saying that the world's gonna hate you, but he also says, don't return hate for hate. He says, see, if you really wanna live a life of sanctification, it's as we separate ourselves, we get closer and more like Christ, that means more love and more heart to, uh, for other people around us, even if they do hate us and even if they don't invite us. My heart towards them doesn't change. It's not, oh, I can't believe so-and-so wouldn't invite me and oh, so and so is just whatever against me and so now we create this barrier between us. No, we shine and we show and we overflow that, our hearts that over that with love. With doing good for them, with honoring them, with praying for them, with blessing them. Why? Because it's not about just them hating us. It's not just about okay, well they hate us, and we we're, so we're just going to separate ourselves, and fine, you know, we'll do our own thing. You do your thing over there, and I'll do my thing over here, and we'll go out. You go your way, and I'll go my way, and we'll just do it. And you just, you just, I'll, you ignore me, and I'll ignore you, and I'm not going to listen, and you don't listen. No, 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 it's not what it is. It's we understand all that you may think about us, but we still want to turn around, and we want to love you as though you do agree with us. We want to love you as though you are a part of our family. We want to honor you and bless you and pray for you like we are praying for our own people. Listen as I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. It's hard to hate somebody you're praying for. And so let us be a people, hear me. We're talking about the sanctification process. We're talking about separating ourselves from the world. We're talking about saying, "We understand that the world's going to hate us." But just because the world hates us doesn't mean we turn return hate for hate. No, we return hate with love. We always show love why? Because our heart is to be Christ like. The goal of sanctification is Christ likeness. Sanctification takes participation. Sanctification is process. But then also, Mark chapter 14 and verse 38 says, Watch and pray, since so you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Sanctification is a process, it takes participation. But also, we have to, as Christians, put sanctification into practice. How do we do that? How do we practice sanctification? Right here, he says, watch and pray. We pray. We ask the Lord, I'm gonna give you very practical tools very quickly on how we walk out of sanctification. I'm closing for those that are wanting to know when we're going to eat cheeseburgers for Thanksgiving. I mean for fourth of July. Thanksgiving, where am I at? You know what I'm saying? Praise God. I must be real hungry. I'm thinking of turkey, you know what I'm saying? The sanctification process is we understand we need to now put it into practice. And what does that look like? It starts with praying. The Bible says seek. The Bible says ask. The Bible also says you have not because you ask not. We oftentimes don't see the freedom in our lives because we don't, we're not starting with asking Him. Holy Spirit, help me today. Help me today not get angry. Help me today to not look at those things. Help me today. We're, we're asking the Holy Spirit, we're praying. We're seeking God, praying, 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 praying. Okay. I know I just said you can't just always pray things away. I'm not just talking about stopping at praying, but it should start with praying. Yeah, we pray, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, shine you're a light, expose the things in my heart that are not of you so that I can continue to walk out and live a life of sanctification in my heart. I have to first pray, he says, watch and pray. He says, so that you don't fall into temptation. What does that mean? Okay, I need to be aware, I need to be watchful. I'm praying, okay, God, I don't, I don't wanna fall into temptation. I don't want the enemy to come. I don't wanna get back caught up in the past. And so God, I'm praying, I'm seeking you, I'm asking you. And as I, as I do that, God, you're gonna show me so that I can walk out according to your plan and your purpose, we pray. Secondly, very quickly, in John chapter 17, verse 17, it says, sanctify them by your truth. Sanctify them by your truth. And he says, your word is truth. One of the greatest ways to allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify us is through allowing his word to refresh us. We allow the word to transform our mind. As we read the word, as we study the word, the Bible is not just this old book. Again, I, I know I talked about the Holy Spirit a moment ago, but I oftentimes think that the enemy is so against the word of God because the enemy knows this word of God is living life for us and so that it helps us and it challenges us and it encourages us and it sanctifies us and so the enemy knows if i can keep them from reading the word if i can make them think it's just a book and it's just old and it's not relevant and it's just a bunch of stories and i've heard all those stories before and i know kind of this with this what you've said about this i know this topic what happens is we lose the the heart for the word and the word begins to it becomes a book and it stops being able to sanctify us why because the bible dies no it's because it dies in our hearts The passion for it dies, and so now what we have to do is we have to say, okay, God, I know you want to sanctify me. Okay, so now let your word refresh me. Let your word renew me. Let your word transform me. Let it it transform my mind as I read it and I get into my mind as I speak it. God, you continue to to allow my life to be sanctified, to be set apart, to live a life of holiness for you. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, and the flesh I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Giving you very practical ways on how we walk out sanctification. We pray, we we read the word, but then also it says I've been crucified with Christ. It says it's no longer I that lives. It also some self-discipline. Self-discipline is not really the thing that we talk about a lot. I'll say say self-control. Let's say self-control. It's not the thing we talk about a lot as a church as far as not our church, but any church. It's not, we don't really talk about self-control. Self-control is so vital. It's a spiritual, uh, it's a spiritual, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, It's a spiritual walk. It's a spiritual tool that we must use to really defeat, one, the enemy in our lives, but also to be able to separate ourselves from the world. I tell people all the time, One of the reasons why you're not free is probably because you haven't used the self-control that God's given you to let yourself be free. Self-control. We are living in a generation, in a time where self-control is non-existent. There's no such thing as self-control. We don't need self-control. If you want it, you can have it. In in two days in in shipping, or you could have it immediately when you go to a restaurant, or you you can put it in a microwave, and a minute later, we can just, uh, there's no self, we just immediately can have it. And so if we really want it, we just can have it immediately. We want it. And even if we don't have the money for it, we can have it because we can swipe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ours. And so there's no self-control in our generation, our culture. And now what's happened is that's kind of creeped into the church and into Christian lifestyle. And so now we think, Okay, we pray, we pray, we pray, we try, we try, we try, we try, we worship, we worship, we worship, we we read, we read, we read. But God is just wanting us to say, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to look at that. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm I'm so upset in my mind. I'm so, I'm so hurt in my heart. I'm not going to let those words come out of my mouth. I'm going to use self-control. Why? Because it's what God has given me to allow me to help me to continue to walk out in the sanctification process. And some of it is just us saying, I'm going to do it. We read. We pray. But we also say, I'm going to use self-control in my life. And lastly, as we close today, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24. It says, and let's consider how to encourage one another in love and in good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let us consider how to encourage one another in love and in good deeds. How do we really walk out this process of sanctification? How do we really say we want to, we, we, we know we want to be set apart from the things of this world and we know that it's a process, but how do we really do it? We pray. We ask God to help us. We invite the Holy Spirit. We read our word and we allow the word to renew our minds and we use self-control and we say, I'm not gonna do that, I'm gonna use self-control. I'm gonna gonna do that or I'm not gonna do that. But then also it says, let us together, encourage one another with love and good deeds. You need to pray. We need to read the word. We need to have self-control. But we also need one another. We need each other. Every one of us in this room, we need people around us that can encourage us in good deeds. Can encourage, when he says good deeds here, it's not just talking about charity work. It's not just talking about do good deeds to, make, to do, go do good things for other people. That's great, yes, encourage one another to love others, yes. But it's also talking about encouraging us in good deeds, encouraging us to live the way God is wanting us to live, to live a sanctified life. We need one another. We need each other to be able to say, okay, hey, I'm struggling with this area. And I know I talk a lot about community, but I really do believe this. I really do believe this. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Community is one of the greatest weapons God has given us on this planet to be able to fight the enemy in our lives. Yes, he's given us the word. Yes, he's given us Holy Spirit. Yes, he's given us prayer. But he's also given us each other when we miss the heart of that what can happen is then we can be praying we can be trying to use self control and God is just wanting us to just bring it to someone else and say hey I need you to encourage me with this I believe this one of the greatest ways to live in freedom is expose it to the light light darkness cannot withstand light all a lot of times we have to do to find the freedom we really want is expose it to someone else I'm gonna bring it to the light oh, well, they're going to think I'm weird or they're going to think I'm not spiritual or they're going to think I'm not like a good Christian what are they going to think of me? And they're not going to like, well, no, none of that matters. If they think that way, they're not a true Christian anyway. Here's what it is. They'll probably say, yeah, I'm struggling some too. Here, let me bring this to the light. Why? Because I know when I bring it to the light, darkness can't win. And so here's what I know. I want to continue to live a process of sanctification. I need to pray. I need to read my word. I need to make sure that I'm using self control. But also, I need you to Help me, encourage me into the good deeds that God has called me to do. Let us be a people. I'm closing, I promise. Happy 4th of July, let's go blow up some fireworks. (laughs) Let us be a people. Let us be a group of individuals. That don't just say, we understand we have grace. And so because we have grace... God's gonna take care of the rest. But let us understand that because of grace, because of his goodness, because we've received the undeserved, unmerited grace of God, now we say, I see that. And so now out of an overflow of that, I want God to sanctify me, not just today, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I could go forever. Monday to sanctification. It's a daily walk with the Holy Spirit. And as we walk with him, he speaks to us. And as we walk with him and he speaks with us, we take one step closer to him and further from the world. Let us be a church. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get excited. Let us be a church that pursues not the heaviness of holiness, but the desire of holiness because we know the closer, the further we are from the world, the closer we are to him. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you.